Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Okay, welcome everybody. Welcome to another week of the Family's School of Thought. Hope everybody's having a good week. The weather here is perfect today. Slightly chilly, but still it's nice and sunny. How about in Portland? How was the weather? Um, it was a little overcast today, but we have been having really good weather. Um, I've been able to wear shorts the last couple of days, which is nice. Yeah, I got shorts on right now. Me too. Jesse, how's the weather there? Amazing. We uh, we decided to take a trip to uh, our local Hardee's, and you know Carl's Jr. for some people. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah. Because they are doing a, a thing for uh, Jurassic World that comes out on June 10th. Awesome. And um, yeah, we, we decided to take a trip there because it was so nice and sunny. And when we got there, we went inside to order and there's a cardboard cutout of a dinosaur and Odin <laughs> freaked out. And guess what? Oh, we went with all four of the kids meal toys because they thought they the workers thought he was the cutest thing in the entire world so we did a lot of playing outside with those toys today once we got home wow from, that uh, is cool dinner. that was cool that yeah. was a good choice I wish yeah. I yeah 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 well they were very very nice and yeah we were he was asking for the t-rex toys specifically <laughs> and the guy said hey i got a surprise for you Look in your kids' meal bag, and he had all four of the toys. Aww. That was very nice. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Awesome, so, awesome. Yes. Not really weather-related, but that's a cute little story to share, and we got to play outside. We went for a bike ride today. Oh, that's what uh, we for today. Do have a website where you can put a positive comment on there? Um, I'm sure they have it on their app, so we'll have you to should. do that. You should. Oh, yeah, because... He was so excited when we were leaving and the guy was asking him which dinosaurs, you know, because they have like a matching game as one of the toys. And the guy was like, well, what's this dinosaur? And of course, Odin did not hold back. He knew every single dinosaur. So That's cool. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. I think he impressed the workers there a little bit. So. And there's my plug for Jurassic World because you know we will be at that movie on June 10th. <laughs> so. And a plug for Hardy's. And a plug for Hardy's slash Carl's Jr. Good. Good. Go. Good. I'm going to go there tomorrow for lunch. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get going. Jesse, you've got yes. a fun for us today? Yes. Mental floss. Amazing fact for today. This one, I, I saw this on the calendar. Um, and I actually knew this, um, so I was pretty excited, but Matt did not know this, so he would, thought it was interesting. So, we all know the movie, The Sound of Music, correct? Yes. I love Correct. Yep, okay. The helicopter that was used to capture the opening scene of The Sound of Music to get the aerial view of uh, Julie, Julie Andrews spinning on the mountaintop, um, you know, singing the, the Sound of Music... You know, it caused a lot of problems for Julie Andrews because every time that the helicopter circled around her to get the shot, the downdraft, 
Yes, exactly. And so it's quote is quoted every time it circles around her. Quote: The downdraft just flattened me into the grass. I braced myself. I thought it's not going to get me this time, and every single time I bit the dust. Oh, so. Yes, I I remember I must have seen a uh, some kind of documentary or something. You probably and I remember seeing her footage right. yeah so maybe like the the uh, bloopers yeah, yeah the yeah. bloopers <laughs> or just you know i think hey. she was talking about that movie and, you know i must have been something where she was talking about all the movies she's been in because of course she's a legend but um, i think she had yeah. that short haircut right yeah she would have a helicopter ponytail <laughs> Good. Well, that's a that's a fun fact. Yes, it is. It is a it's a, a fun. I don't know if it's an amazing fact, but it's a fun, fun, fun and fact. funny fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny. So. Yeah. Okay, Cassie, you got a song for us? I do. I do have a song. Um, let me get it up. This is. Yeah. Relevant for today. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. I this isn't about. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That one kind of surpassed my mind a little bit. Well, that's pretty relevant for today's news. <laughs> Unfortunately, I hurry up. Yep, yep. Uh, unfortunately, so I know what this one is about. Yeah, <laughs> I know what this song is about. Mom, dad, do you know? Tell us. Huh? Okay, I can, I can. No, imagine. I do not. I'm puzzled. I so this is Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People. Um, and it was written by the lead singer, uh, about, and it's not about a school shooting, but it is about, uh, a kid who is thinking about doing a school shooting. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I completely missed my brain that there was school shooting today. A school shooting today. <laughs> oh, there was? I didn't hear that. Yeah. yeah in Texas. 14, 14, el- uh, 14 elementary kids. 14 elementary kids. And a teacher all dead. My teacher, yeah. Oh no! Why? In I Texas, mean, Texas? Uh, in Texas, it's a it's some small town in Texas. I can't like you. It starts with a U, like Ukulele or something. I don't know. My computer's dead too, so I can't look it up. Um, yeah, yeah, I just read the. I had read the news and I didn't even put two yeah, and two together. Yeah, an eighteen-year-old, an eighteen-year-old came in with what they think. Or what I just what I heard get into the school. I don't know. He came in with a handgun and I think maybe a rifle. And uh, the shooter is dead. Um, supposedly he was shot by the police and killed by the police. But yeah. So that's what that song is about, though. Is um, you got your pumped up kicks. You better yeah. run. You better run. Yeah. Faster it's, it's, than the bullet. It's it's the song is written in the point of a view of the bullied child, um, basically saying, you know somebody who's being made fun of or not having the right shoes mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. not, not enough money saying, yeah, better watch out to the kids who are making fun of him. Um, but it's creepy because, uh, he, the, the, the lead singer wrote this 
in five hours while he was working. He's he was supposed to be working on a commercial jingle for at his company. Ooh, I didn't know that. <laughs> really? Yeah, he said he was uh he had writer's block and he just couldn't get a jingle correct and so he went to the beach and this is the song that came instead of the jingle. Wow. Well, it is, it's a very catchy song. Clock. And that's why it's You're got a catchy beat. Is it was supposed to be a jingle. Yeah. yeah. It's got wow. a catchy beat. Why? Well, it was supposed to be, like, the beat was supposed to be for the jingle, but the lyrics um, are... <laughs> what was he writing a jingle for? Do you know? It doesn't say. He, I think he was just working at an actual, like, company that just does jingles for yeah, businesses. Jingles. Yeah. Um, so it was. it didn't say anything specific about what company or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Spooky. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. And you know what was uh, weird about today's shooting was this was an 18 year old that went to an elementary school. So it wasn't like right. he went to school with his classmates and was mad right. at them. Right. Was, uh, right. Well, that was the same thing with Sandy Hook. Um, he, yeah. was an older, yeah. he was an older kid. Uh, and I think he just knew somebody in the school. Mm. Yep. Bad judgment yeah. on sad, me. Sad, sad, sad. Bad judgment on me. <laughs> well, it, it, it brings, I don't know, it kind of brings up that relevance, I think, in, a, in an aspect where that's a pretty popular song, and it's a catchy song, and I don't think people really pay attention to what the actual, right, what actually right. is said, or what the lyrics are saying. I can't, I can't uh, get that out. So, it, yeah, it, I think that's something... Yeah, it was pr it was like on the Billboard Hot 100s for like months and yeah, months and for months. a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. wow, wow, crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, crazy. yeah. What are we gonna do about gun violence? How are we ever gonna? Absolutely yeah. nothing. <laughs> nothing. You wouldn't want to offend anybody. No. Right. You wouldn't want to infringe on anybody's rights. You know what I mean? Rights. Yeah. Right. Yeah, only women. We're just going to keep having murdered children. Yeah, lives been lost. I think too. I mean, the, uh, there's nothing good about this, but you know, the same as like I feel like with Sandy Hook, there was more action taken. I'm ho like hopeful that with this one, because again, it's young elementary school kids that were well, killed. Sandy that, Hook when that happened, we we're like, okay. This is it. At least it's something's going to happen this time because yeah. this takes yeah. a cake. You know what I mean? No yeah. Reason. But the, well, Nothing. the thing though, too, is like, I think a, when Sandy Hook happened, a lot of schools rebuilt their like central office to the buildings right. and put in those those glass vestibules and put in extra security, put in the, the cameras, you know, kind of like the ring doorbell camera kind of systems. Yeah. So, no, the, and the whole school is locked down during the school day. So you can't get in and out and then if you're a visitor you have to be approved you have to go to the office you you know like they have to know exactly what's going on yeah. so i think some some safety like good safety measures came out of it but not gun wise but we got into the schools i mean how could i don't know happened? we just have to we just have to remember too that the the school shootings these gun violence this is uh United States of America problem, not a world problem. Yeah, that's which exactly. is unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. all, all other I the world. Iceland, I think it's Iceland. I can't remember now, but they they did take all the guns away. 
they did it. And Australia it did. Australia. Yeah, Australia, Australia took away. Yeah. After one shooting, they took all the guns away, and it worked. They did it. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. complained well, then, too, before the guns were taken away. Like, in Australia, people said, like, remember, they weren't going to give their guns back, but then it, it happened, right, and right. they did, That's and... Yeah, I just remember yeah, seeing book thinking, well, the DNA, DNA, what am I talking about? NRA. Um, NRA. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> One of those acronyms. Yes, I mean, that is just crazy. Yeah. You know? But no, no, they didn't. But no. they're, they're um, not as strong as they were at then, so. No. Who knows? No. Okay, let's get on with this week's story. D, you are up. What do you got for us this week? Okay. Well, I am doing mine on Julian Kupak. I hope I'm not messing up her name. But she was born in Lima, Peru, to a German parents that worked in the uh, Museum of Natural History. Her father was Hans Willem Kupak. And he was a biologist and her mother was Maria Kopak and she was an ornithologist. I don't. And so they both, you know, were uh, worked in science. And uh, when she was 14 years old, they moved to um, Panguana to do research at a station in the Amazon forest. She became um, well known as the jungle child because of her parents doing research in the rainforest. But um, when uh, her father was working in the Amazon forest and they had moved back to um, Lima, Peru and her, it was Christmas Eve, and um, her mom wanted to go to be with her father, her husband, and and Julian have be with her father for Christmas because he was working in the Amazon forest, and they um, took a airlines, or she actually. She, Maria, uh, Maria wanted to spend the Christmas with her husband, but Julian was supposed to graduate that year. So she wanted to walk with her class. So she wasn't supposed to walk with her class and do her ceremony until Ju- uh, December 23rd. So in order for her to do that, they had to take a different flight. And all the flights were booked except for Lansa 508 flight. And her husband Hans had strongly urged them not to take that because this airline had a bad reputation. But Maria thinking, okay, you know, um, we want to be with you and it's only an hour flight. We'll be okay. So they booked the flight and everything went well for the first 25 minutes of the flight. And then um, they went up into some clouds and the plane was struck by lightning and the plane started to disintegrate 
because when the lightning hit the the um, wing of the plane, it triggered the I think the gas tank or so it just disintegrated. And in midair, uh, Julian was in a strap seat of three, so she must have been in the middle of the seats, and then she had, you know, was in a, you know, how rows of seats are in. She was plummeting to the, to the ground, and um, she was twirling. She see, you know, and she come, she became conscious as she was twirling. And she says that she thinks that that might have been the, the whole purpose of her staying alive because she didn't just fall. Her seat was going around and around and it kind of helicoptered her down or something. But she fell. Her seat was outside the They're plane. saying 10. Like, it's not like she was in the plane. Yes. She was like her seat was outside. No, of the no, plane. no, no, no. Why they were in the why they were in the sky? Yeah, the, pl the plane disintegrated. So the plane was just uh, so seats were everywhere. Everything was falling, and I mean, all she heard was screaming, and everybody was just frantic. And um, she fell. Some some of the stories that you read, she fell ten thousand feet. Um, some say that. Um, she fell 9,843 feet, um, but it's still like two miles that she fell out from the sky, you know, 10,000 feet um, into the um, uh, Peruvian, Peruvian, um, Peruvian, Peruvian rainforest. So when she fell, they think that some of her um, compact when she fell was uh, where she fell was full of foliage. So it kind of softened up her compact where other foliage. people were comp Huh? Foliage. Foliage. Yeah. Foliage. 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 <laughs> yeah. It, well, a bunch it, of it, plants. It, 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 <laughs> It's a ground and, and of seaweed and impact, whatever. Not her compact. A compact is makeup. Impact yeah. is impact. Yeah. But um, when she so she ended up being in the rainforest for eleven days, but because her father and mother had taught her, and because she lived in um, with biologists that were. Uh, going through the rainforest, testing everything, doing all the stuff that biologists do. Um, they taught her how to survive if in anything, if she were ever stranded in the rainforest, got lost in a rainforest, what to do. And so um, her survival for 11 days um, was she was taught to find a creek and to follow that creek, because then it would lead into a stream, and the stream would lead into a bigger river. And then someone would find you. So that was what she had done, going through um, infested waters with crocodiles, piranhas, deviled rays, um, all, all kinds of danger. And in her uh, bio, or, uh, 
sayings, she said that crocodiles really don't, I didn't know this, crocodiles really don't attack people. So while she was going through this, she, the crocodiles were coming towards her, but she said she knew that they wouldn't attack her. So they she just got to move, move slow, no sudden movements. Right. So, I, I mean, she just kept going and, and um, moved on. But um, when, with her fall and her accidents, you know, she wasn't, she was unconscious for like a, two days. I mean, she didn't, she crashed onto she the ground. Concussed. She had concussions and, you know, doing all of this for 11 mm -hmm. days and moving on. She was in bad, bad shape. She had broken her collarbone. She had lacerations all over her body. And um, her survival was, I guess, to just do what she could possibly do. Um, and why she was going um, down these embankments of water, she came across um, the um, plane crash. I mean, parts of the plane and, and at one uh, area, she had come across a chair with three women in it that had went head first. And the only things hanging, you know, it, the impact was so hard that the bodies were completely underground. It was just their feet hanging out. And so, yeah, and, and then, and there was other bodies, but she knew that they weren't her mother and she wanted to find her mother. And, mm -hmm. uh, and if these any of these women were her mother. So she took a stick and took off their shoe to see if it could have been her mom. And um, I don't know how she could have figured this out, but when she took off the shoes, they were wearing shoe polish. I mean, shoe polish, um, toenail polish. And her mother would never wear toenail polish. So she knew that none of these victims were her yeah. mother. And right. so um, as she was, then as she was going down the um, embankments, um, and all of her lacerations, she had um, felt stuff on in her arm and she had, mm -hmm. had lacerations and a fly had gotten into her arm. Uh, and, wow. laid eggs. and it laid eggs. And so she was infested with maggots in all of her lacerations. And so wow. she was, um, you know, and, and she was only 17 years old. So to think mm -hmm. of you as a 17-year-old, just graduated from college, or I mean, just graduated from high school, ready to go to college, and um, you know, having this tragic, tragic tragedy. Um, but she came across, like her father had said, keep following that river, keep following that mm -hmm. water. It's going to lead you into a bigger, a bigger um, stream of water and into a river. So when, as she was going, she found an encampment and went into this encampment and found some gasoline and poured gasoline on her wounds and the maggots mm -hmm. really, um, come out of her body. Yeah. And um, then I don't know how long she was in this encampment, but um, 
couple hours later, um, the missionaries that were in this camp encampment um, returned on, from, from their voyage into the rainforest and found her. They gave her first aid and then took her to a more inhabited area where she was lift, um, airlifted to a hospital. And then after, um, well, um, I was trying to think, um, while she was in recovery, um, she assisted, or after she recovered from her um, injuries and after she'd gotten taken care of at the hospital, and I don't, I, I didn't come across how long she had been in the hospital or how long she was, um, it took her to recuperate, but what, as after she um, recuperated or recovered enough, um, she assisted search parties to the location um, of the crash and recovering bodies of all of the victims. And her mother was recovered on June 12, 1972. So the accident happened um, on December 25th, Christmas Eve. Holy cow. December 25th or 24th? No. Yeah, you the, just said the yeah, 25th Christmas the accident, Eve. The plane went down. It was um, it was the Lassa uh, 404 or 504. Wait a minute. Hold on here a second. It was um, 508 flight, Lassa 508. And they flew out on Christmas Eve because that was the only flight Okay. Um, they could get because she um, yeah. wanted to walk with her class. And so um, on Christmas Eve, they they crashed. And so she then she was in the rainforest for 11 days. So, you know, she must have recovered or. Um, I'm sure they didn't really keep her in the hospital more than like a couple of nights to just make sure she wasn't malnourished. And then with right. a collarbone fracture, it's not like really they can do too no. much. Right. So, like, put a sling on. Exactly. Get, exactly. All the, get all the infections out, and then. Right. See you later. <laughs> well, and I think that once she doused herself with the gasoline, it pretty much did right. everything. Yeah. Um, right. Right. I will say, who knows how long she was in the hospital? Because in 1972, they you would have been in there for three weeks to having a baby. Yeah, well, like, and yeah, this that's is, true. Yeah. This is not America's hospital. This is. And it's not America. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. But, right. but anyways, they found, they found her mother's body in June. No, no, January. Oh, oh okay. I think you said June too. You said June twelfth. Oh, I'm June. sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> they, she recovered, so she must have gotten out of the hospital quite quickly. Yeah. Or the day that she got out of the hospital, she did. She went on um, these search parties. Cause she knew where the the location where right. she, where she was, and they recovered her mother's body on June, January the twelfth, nineteen seventy two, and then she she then moved back to Germany, and fully recovered from all of her wounds, 
But to this day, she still has flashbacks when um, she hears a plane crashes. And there was just a, a plane crash shortly after this. This was in 1971. Um, one, a, a plane crash went down in France. And she said that um, she hoped that they all went fast because yeah. she, you know, right. and but if, if she, anytime she well, hears she any kind of a plane crash, it brings back all these flashbacks. And to to, the, to yeah. this day, she's still not fully covered, recovered from, she you know. PTSD. Yes, right, right. And then um, uh, Julian, uh, like her parents, earned her degree in biology and returned to Peru to do extensive research on bats. But, um, hmm. so my, my question though, too, is she's got, when she hears, she's triggered when she hears about plane crashes, does she still fly in planes? Did she you know, fly it did, again? It didn't say that if she did or didn't, but I mean, I'm sure she does because of the mere fact that she's, goes to the rainforest and studies and she lives in Germany. She lived in Germany and, yeah. and the rainforest is in Peru. Is so yeah. So she's got to go back. I'm thinking, so. And then, well, um, yeah, there are documentaries that you can watch. Um, one was done by, um, it was, the first one was done by a low budget uh, and it was heavily fictionary fiction or not fictionized and it was called well I can't pronounce it because it's in um must be German I mean would be German or thing but the filmmaker was uh Glepsi Maria Squout Scouts uh S-C-O-T-E-S-E -S -E. no. I'm, I'm probably butchering all the names and that was put out in 1974 and then it was released in English, and it's called uh, Miracles Still Happen in 1974. And sometimes it's, it's called um, The Story of Julian Kopeck. And her film, she was um, portrayed by uh, British actor Susan Penhaligan. Penhaligan? I don't know who she is, so I mean, if she's got to be a foreign or a Peru, somebody from Peru. But um, 25 years later, um, which was in 1998, uh, Werner Her Herzog. Werner Herzog. Um, yeah, Her Her it's Herzog, right? H-E-R-Z. Herzog. Yeah, Herzog made the film, and it's called um, The Wings of Hope. Have you seen them? Yes. watch that movie yes oh you did i haven't watched it yet i mean i just kind of did my story because i got all this information i didn't watch the movie but i now i want to watch the movie um but i did all my research first where's the story from to start with um cassie Oh. <laughs> I sent her the movie. I sent her the movie with yes. hope, so I was a little oh. confused of why she oh, didn't okay. watch the well, movie I didn't first. Watch, I didn't watch the movie. I just, I just, um, you, you, you said, do it. This is really good. And I said, uh, okay. So I typed in her name and got all my research done. So but she fell two miles from the sky. She fell two, two miles from the sky. Yeah, sorry. 12. She survived a plane explosion. 
I mean, she must have got blown out of the plane. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the, this when the lightning, the lightning that, hit, and she survived falling two miles mm -hmm. in the sky. But she then said she, she was she was unconscious and she was twirly, and then she'd go out of consciousness again, and then she would twirl again. Then she she, she became conscious again when she was on the ground, but then she went back unconscious, and then she said she woke up like the next day. Right, right. So, and then survived all of her injuries. For yes, mm -hmm. eleven days That's walking through yeah. the rainforest. And I would um, say that's a miracle, don't you think? Yeah. And you know, yeah, I think so. The only food that she had was what little bit of food, um, chocolates and candy that she found at the um the one site. I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. She probably. I mean, it's probably a bittersweet moment when you find the plane because you see the destruction yes but, but at the same I mean, time it wasn't just the plane like, I if mean, you needed yeah but like at the same time though too like if you're in that kind of a situation you you find that plane pretzels. not only like do you do you need any more clothing or your shoes are blown off that you can grab shoes from other people that are you know dead but yeah all the food i'm sure there was like maybe oh maybe i'm maybe there wasn't but like I'd be looking for like a first aid kit, you know, those kind of things. Or right. this is back see, in the seventies, so but like wasn't any alcohol that would have been able to help disinfect the wounds too. Um, yeah, but though they probably didn't have those, and the plane, yeah. the plane wasn't in. I mean, it was just pieces everywhere. I mean, right, the part that right. she came up, the part that she came upon was just like the three women and another body, a couple yeah. other bodies, and it there was just a little bit of food it was just right in there maybe pockets. one wing yeah one wing of yeah. the pot the one wing of the plane that you know the the when the plane disintegrated throughout the sky yeah. it went, you know it probably yeah. covered a surroundings of five ten right. miles were they um, that's it were they um authorities looking for this plane this whole time or was it one of those they don't know where it went down it's just missing yeah, I mean, they they didn't know. They I mean, well, it. I mean, they did. And then um, there there were um, 509 passengers on this plane. And she was the sole survivor, right? And she was the sole survivor. And to this day, she keeps asking how and why. Why? why? Yeah. And yeah, how and why was she? And like, like I said, the only thing that she can come up with is... Um, that she propelled herself down to the ground in it. Yeah. it and the other people, they had such bad force that they were just ground in yeah. the ground. But yeah. how she landed, I just don't understand how she couldn't have that same impact that the rest of mm -hmm. them had. But she said she was twirling. Mm -hmm. Her chair was. And you know, why, it, why it nobody else of, in the chair did that, you know. Right. It, it's kind know. of weird in those situations. I mean, we don't have too many situations like this where airplane like breaks apart or in midair or explodes or whatever. But wouldn't it make sense to have each of those like because everybody that's been on a plane, you have a row of or like each row has like five to six seats in like a normal size plane. Wouldn't it make sense that each section of seating like the three or the two would have like a parachute attached to it. Parachute. 
Yeah. You know, so like you have life vests in case you crash into water. It makes sense to have like each, you know, so that way, like she was in the middle seat of that three section seating, like where it's like, okay, you like you're in that downfall where you reach under your seat and pull the the ripcord to the parachute. Um, Well, maybe they don't do it because people would pull that kind of stuff, but I mean. And and another thing is I don't understand. The plane was completely full. So where were right. her, where were her, the two passengers next to her? They probably Maybe they weren't seat wearing their seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. That's why. Yes, you do need to that's keep right. your seatbelt on. Um, yeah. yeah, I do. And that's why. I, I very rarely take it off. And that's what, you know, a lot of people take it off when the seatbelt light goes off. But really, you should only have it off if you go to go to the bathroom or and whatever. I, but, I think that's about the only time I take it off. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. Another thing. Go ahead. Well, another thing that um, she did was uh, Julian accompanied um, Werner um, Herzog to um, visit the crash site, and she says that the journey that um, she described it as a kind of therapy. So when you guys were asking, um, did she ever fly again? I think she did because going back to this crash site 25 years later probably gave her a sense of um, relief. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, closure. You know, and maybe, you know, she still says that she hurts for her mother um, going down, you know, I mean, being gone. Yeah. you know, she still says she has nightmares um, and had nightmares for a very long, a very long time and years of grief about her mother's death and the other people that came over and over. Her thoughts was, um, how could I have been the only survivor? And it, it, and it still haunts her to this day. How could she have only been the only survivor and why? So, you know, there is there. In my theory, there is a God and there was an angel looking over her um, because how could have she, like I said, you know, how could she have survived, um, be the only survivor? Right, um, that is a miracle. Five mm-hmm. people. It, it is a miracle and I won't, you know, guess that, but I, you know, she, she may not have been the only one to survive the crash, but she probably was just the only one to survive out of the jungle. They, you know, right. She was just the only right. you know, somebody else that could that could have been because her parents had taught her her right. whole life. Right. Other people right. probably just didn't how to survive in skills to do it in a rainforest. And, you know, you really should teach your children how to survive in any scenario, yeah. a hurricane, um, a tornado. They really should know where to go. And. Right where to survive and how right. to survive. So. Right. Well, and the, and the, what you were saying too, with her parents telling her to go find the nearest water, I mean, water. that's, that's yes. basically the number one rule with surviving is find the water and follow it um, upstream or, you know, like go with, go with the flow of the water because it's going to lead to some kind of civilization. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you're close to water, if it's drinkable water, you have water to, right. you know, drink. Or if it's not drinkable water, you'd be able to hopefully be able to filter it or boil it to be able to make it drinkable water. 
and then most water has fish or some kind of life form that you'd be able to eat right so and i have heard I mean, I mean i don't know if it's a fact or not but i have heard or read in something that um as long as the um the water is flowing if you've got a flow um mm-hmm. the water is is drinkable drink but well. if it's, if it's right. still do not drink if it's stag- yeah, yeah if stagnant, it's stagnant don't drink it but it can still it can right. still have yeah. certain bacteria in the water bacteria oh it. yeah it's parasites gonna, or yeah, anything it's gonna have yeah. a higher higher chance you know, of it's stagnant yeah I learned a lot of my survival skills from like naked and afraid. Yeah. Matt really, you know, like Matt really liked those. Oh, and I forget survivor, not survivor, man. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's Cody Lund, uh, no Cody Lundeen. And it's the like hippie and the soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Those are very educational. They are. And even if she would have found a piece of metal, from the yeah. airplane or, you know, scraps of when she came, became, right. came across those, that in, uh, encampment, my goodness, uh, she could have, or where she found the plane parts. Yeah. I mean, she probably, and, and she probably did. She probably used right. things as. Well, and that's what the one, and I can't remember what it's called, but like with Cody Lundin, they take like these types of situations and they tell you, okay, like with the plane, you can have metal and use it during the daytime to try to like get a reflection. So anybody that's flying over or whatever, or you can do an SOS sign or, you know, like they give you like real life situations, but naked and afraid is also pretty good in some senses, but I will not watch that ever again. Cause I watched like 16 hours straight of naked and afraid. So I yeah. like that show. Um, yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. It kind of gets old after a while, especially well, I watched it. Way, when they hear like wild animals. Like, yeah, they're gonna let you be eaten by a wild animal, and you're yeah. filming this, right? So, yeah, obviously you're not gonna get. And you know that that that's what I kind of yeah. worried about with the, the you know that Julian you know the yeah and the rainforest. She never talked well, about any of these wild, other than the crocodiles and the stingrays yeah. and, or I mean, not the blue rays, um, right? And the piranhas in the water. But what about the jungle? I mean, you've got yeah, you got the snakes and the will leave you alone if you leave them alone. Well, Usually, when people right. get injured yeah. or hit, it's because they panic and try to yeah. Well, with the rainforest, you have you have the like spiders and snakes, yeah. but then like the 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 ants that like the fire ants and all that kind of stuff right. too so and you know with her mom with her being or excuse me living in the jungle and she, she would yeah she probably knew about all these animals where yeah. as you and i as civilians I, we, we we wouldn't know one thing to the next so there i was a, a story just I recently wouldn't. like within the last couple of weeks where some lady uh was skydiving and her chute didn't open, and she survived. Mm-hmm. Wow, she over, that's crazy! Like, cr- you know, crushed. Yeah, crushed. Yeah, she, like jumped out of a plane and literally lived through it. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. Um, and like I see, you know, I think it depends on if you get stuck in a tree or the ground. I, I don't know yeah. how. 
Well, are you going to say cast? Kind of makes sense since she was in this. First, she was in a seat, you know, and then she mm -hmm. hit the foliage. foliage. You know, if there was enough foliage that um, kind of saved her some. But I don't even know, you know, it didn't say, but Cassie might know how she felt. I mean, how she landed. Because it, it said that she, the seat was up, she was upside down. So her body would have fallen down first. Well, she probably got caught in a tree or something that it's kept her away from hitting the ground. Like this, kind of hit, and probably got stuck in that weasel fest sign. sign. Right. Like, yeah. Maybe. I, I I, I'm anxious to watch the movie. And if yeah. she fell down and watch some of these other documentaries the between the back of the seat, it probably. I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was, uh, you know, it's good very to know. Story. It's good to know. I've never heard the story before. It's really good. No. Uh, I think this is the first one we've done that I've never heard of. Yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> Cass? She also uh, was nearsighted and did not have her glasses. So this whole 11 <gasps> oh, days, no. she is literally just staring oh, at no. blurs. That's what I thought. Oh, was. wow. Like, she couldn't uh, see anything, really. She, like, had to basically be right up next to it to see it. Wow. See, I didn't see that. So I didn't blind, read that how, part. How nearsighted right. blind was she? I don't really know. Because, like, for I, me, if I didn't have my glasses, like, you would have to be a foot in front yeah, of me. For I, yeah, me I to think know that's, what's going on. Yeah, I think oh, that's. The crocodiles could have been more angry than she thought. Yeah. She just didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> or they were just logs in the river. <laughs> Maybe. Well, <laughs> yeah, but she's nearsighted. She could see them afar. No, no, no. She's seen them coming. No, no, no. no nearsighted no, no. means nearsighted. you have to see like right oh. here. Yeah, you, you can see. Yeah, you can, yeah. Yeah, we're all nearsighted, Mom. You're farsighted. You can't see things up close to you. Right. Yeah, right. you have right. you have reading glasses. We need glasses. Glasses, glasses to see. Oh yeah, I don't know how. Magnifying. I don't know what her prescription yeah. was. I just remember hearing in a story that she like her her glasses you know got lost in the crash, and so she was just like, I I guess you know what I do remember seeing that, but I got sidetracked and I I started to read where she was glasses, and then I came back and. I do remember her. I do remember that say she said she lost her glasses in the crash. Mm -hmm. Now that that's one thing. That... I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't read that she was nearsighted. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. I missed all. I must have missed that whole paragraph because I didn't know that she was. That's one thing that I always I always get worried about with like uh, the apocalypse, quote unquote. Like, yeah. What am I gonna do? Because like no contact. And they have to get glasses, and then what? What if they break? What if yeah. you get the wrong prescription? What is, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, well, good. I hope everybody enjoyed my story. And, we did. Uh, I did. I thought it was very interesting. I I got into it, and matter of fact, I was telling the daycare kids about it, and they were going, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> so, Jazz, say, it Odin won't. starts asking about plane crashes. Yeah. Well, I didn't tell him. Next time we go <laughs> yeah. And I didn't tell him about the plane crash. I just tell, told her about, survived. I was telling them about her surviving in the rainforest. Yeah. And how like she. The jungle book. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. What's the kid's name? What's his name? The jungle book kid. 
Mowgli. 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 And he was raised by the lions and the apes. Nope. 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 He's raised by wolves. Yep. His best friend was a bear. uh, Blue the bear. Was raised was raised by apes. Or gorillas. I don't know. Some kind of monkey ish. Yeah. That is okay, guys. I think it's time for us to wrap up tonight. Okay. This is all for entertainment purposes only. Let's get that in. And then um, please like, share, and watch. And subscribe. And give us some comments and some emails on topics that you'd like us to to do. Thefamiliesschoolofthought.com the families okay guys everybody have a good night see you next yeah. week Hope everybody and um we'll see you then see you then bye, bye.